The following sermon is from Evangel Temple Youth Ministries. For more information about how you can get involved, please visit etchurch.org forward slash youth. Nine to five. That is the, the sermon series that we're on. And uh, hey, Sarah, could you unmute Barn B? Check. Now I got two mics I'm talking through. Uh, we are spending now uh, three weeks going through work, work ethic. Why do we work? Why do we? And we're going to talk about this is week two now. Um, but I want just recap for a minute, maybe two minutes. Does anybody want to just give us an idea of, um, as, as I talk about what we did last week, what we talked about, how God, um, we work as worship to him. And we do that through all the different roles and responsibilities we have. Um, can anybody spout out maybe something, an area in your life, a role, a responsibility, a thing that you work at, that you put effort towards, that can really ultimately be worship to God? Anybody? You can speak in this. Wow, that was super amplified. Anybody. Anybody. I'll start. School, is that fair? I think that's a fair one, right? You can work at, you can put effort towards your schoolwork. Um, anybody have something? Jacob Harris, you got something? Let's hear it. I know you got a loud, booming voice. My job. My, wow. <laughs> Can we just say that one more time? My job. Wow. Can you guys give it up for Jacob real quick? Man, that's amazing stuff right there. No, seriously, anybody that has a job here, raise your hand loud and proud, or high and proud. I don't know what that means. Um, you worship God through your work, right? I mean, honestly, you work hard at your job, even if it's, uh, uh, where do you work at? Freddy's. Um, we've got somebody here, Evan here, working at a, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? Uh, catering. Catering, okay. I, didn't, I couldn't think of the word real quick. <laughs> He's like, mm-mm. Um, catering. Okay, whatever it is that you're doing, Brahms, um, all these different jobs, mowing, um, you work hard at it. And ultimately, it's because you want to worship God with the gifts that he's given you, the abilities he's given you, the opportunities that he's given you, whether how mundane it might seem, right? Like it does not that big of a job, like that big of a deal, right? Um, but you work hard at it because God's given you the opportunity to, and you're going to do it as worship to him, right? Anything else? Anyone else? Boom, we got one back here. Anna, let's hear it. Chores. Chores. Oh, no, not that one. Not that one. No. If, if, if you're parents ask you to do something, right, or they give you uh, an assignment in the house to do, right, you're going to honor them, one, that's worshiping God, God, is honoring them, but also just doing it to the best of your abilities, giving your, your best foot forward, as the saying goes, um, to worship God. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else? Anything else? Volunteering. Co said, said that in our group last week. She volunteers, and that is um, another way just to, I'm going to do the best I can um, in this time that I have to work, I'm going to do the best I can. It's worshiping God. Anyone else? Last one. Okay, I think we covered a lot of them. Um, literally anything that you do, that you sports is another one. Anything that you do, if you put time and effort into it, ultimately you should be doing it because you want to worship God in it. And you can even worship God in your sports. That's a crazy concept. We don't talk about it much, but you can. You can worship God even in your sports because you're going to put all your passion and effort into it. The, you're going to hone in on the abilities, the skill sets that he's given you, and you're going to work at them. And ultimately, it's because he's given it to you, and you're going to worship him for what he's done for you, right? And so um, 9 to 5, it's not just for work. The 9 to 5 hour, it's not just if you have a job, but really it's ultimately everything that you do. Um, 
So this is a series on work ethic. Well, um, let's go over some of the weeks that we're looking at. It's a three-week series, really easy. The first week, as we said, working as worship, right? What he's done for us, now we are going to do everything in our lives. We're going to work hard at everything that encapsulates our lives to worship him for what he's already done for us. Work as worship. That was last week. Um, and now this week, working as a witness. After we're working for him, right, we're going to work for other people to see us in what we do um, as an example of worshiping God. I'll talk about that in a minute. And then lastly, next week, working in dependence um, on him, trusting that he's your source for your work, your abilities to work, right? Trusting that God is the one that sustains you, that gives you energy, and really he's the one that you lean on in all your abilities. So we, we're pretty great at what we do, right? Um, ultimately, we, we need him who's a lot better at everything, <laughs> Uh, to give us the ability, and we depend on him. So working in dependence, and we're going to be talking about the Sabbath next week. But I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Working as a witness, and really, I think this actually makes more sense to say working as an example. Um, but working as worship, working as witness, right? It just works. Um, but working, it, it sounds more, I, I think it actually is better fitting to say working as an example. Um, because we're not just working for non-believers, to see how we work, right, working as a witness to them, we're working for also Christians to see how we work. And what do I mean by that? What do, what do I mean? We work hard, and then a Christian could see us, right, working as an example. They would see us and say, wow, he, he's working as worship, and so now we are an example to them of what it looks like to worship God in your work, Right? It's an example to, to Christians. It's also an example to non-Christians. They could see, I know he's a Christian, I know he's working hard, and now we're an example to them of what it looks like to be a Christian and work, right? So working as an example, working as a witness to non-believers, example to believers and non-believers. Is that okay? Um, that's kind of what we're talking about tonight. And uh, we're going to be in 2 Thessalonians. It's kind of towards the end of the Bible. If you turn there, it's... I don't know, the last six books of the Bible. I'm not sure. Maybe seven. Uh, does anyone need a Bible before we jump in? Um, if you want one after service even, you can just go up there and grab it. They're, they're free. If all six of those are gone, um, whenever I check next week, that's going to be absolutely awesome. So grab one if you want to keep it, read it, um, but they're free. And they're always right up there in the corner. Second Thessalonians 6 is where we're going to be at. Talking about working. As an example to both Christians and non-Christians, what it means to work for God and to put effort forward for God. Cool. Everyone there? I would tell you what page, but we all have different Bibles. Um, 2 Thessalonians, let's look at it. Chapter 3, verse 6. Verse 6, it says, In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we command you, brothers and sisters, to keep away from every believer who is idle and disruptive and does not live according to the teachings that you received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow our example. We were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. On the contrary, or instead, we worked night and day, laboring and toiling so that we would not be a burden to any of you. We did this not because we don't have the right for such help, but in order to be, offer ourselves as a model or an example for you to imitate. That's why they worked hard, to be a model for them, other Christians, to imitate. So we're going to be talking then about this and what this looks like. And 
we'll just we'll just go down. Um, I think it's really easiest to look at a text as you just go down um, sentence by sentence, thought by thought, whatever you want to call it, and just look at what was Paul talking about speaking to the Thessalonians about working as an example for other people to see they're working for God and they're working hard at it. Um, so he really starts with a, a pretty serious command. And it's so serious that he feels the need to say, and in the name of Jesus Christ, uh, I feel like a Southern Baptist preacher, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you. I don't know. So that's just how I read it. <laughs> I'm exciting whenever I read my Bible. <laughs> you should be. It makes it really fun. Um, in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. But seriously, he takes, he takes this command that he gives them so seriously. He takes it so seriously that he feels the need to take his... To, to use the authority of Jesus Christ himself, God himself. He's like, I'm speaking on behalf of him to tell you this command. It's a big deal. Uh, In behalf of Jesus Christ, or in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm speaking here, and I will tell you, for Jesus, we command you, do do not be around or keep away from every believer who is idle and disruptive. That kind of throws a a monkey wrench right in this idea of this um, all unity of, just everyone, um, you're like, well, what do we do with that? Is he, you know, keep away from one another? That doesn't make sense, right? Unity, bring together, um, no issues. What do you do with that? Well, uh, as we read in our book study of Second John, um, there's this thing where you don't want to be around people that are negative influences in your life, right? Um, it's better for your spirituality to not be around that, that negative influence. And so he is saying that here, too, these people, he doesn't question their salvation, I think that's important to note. He doesn't say, these people aren't Christians, so don't be around him. He's saying, you know, these people are saved too. They're brothers and sisters in Christ. They're believers. Um, but they're bad influences on you. So it's probably best to not hang with them. And so he's saying to make, maybe make some distance with these bad influences. And what are their bad influences? Well, one, they're idle, um, meaning they, they don't work. They're lazy, to be pretty blunt and honest, right? They're, they're lazy people. They're lazy Christians. Don't hang around them. And then they're also disruptive and do not live according to the teaching that you received from us. So, he takes it so seriously, he would say, in the name of Jesus, I command you do not hang out with lazy Christians, because they're bad influences. So, we can at least get from that, that Paul takes it pretty seriously. Christians should work hard, okay? Pretty fair statement. And he says, I command you to not hang out with lazy Christians. Instead, he says, I want you to actually instead follow my example, So don't do this. Don't hang out with lazy Christians. Instead, follow what I do. Do what I do. Right? Just look at me and do what I do. So that's his instead, an alternative command. Okay? An alternative command. Um, I think that's a pretty pretty bold statement. Right? To Christians, he's saying, see how I live my life and do what I do. Can we say that to other Christians? Right? Are we so firm in our faith that we'd be like, Christian, do as I do. (laughs) It's like, wow, you are really confident in your Christian living. Um, To non-Christians, he's saying, look at the way I live, and I'm the example of how Christians should live or how Christians do live. So he's calling out the non-Christian to see him as an example of how Christians work, and he's calling the Christians to look at him and see how they should work. Right? So he's saying, I'm your example here, okay? And I really, I think it's inevitable that we are always examples for people, okay? Fair point. I think it's really just all around. People are always watching you, whether you like it or not. 
People are always seeing the way you do things, and you're always putting a stamp in their mind. You're always kind of refreshing just a little bit more their idea of your type of people, whatever you are, right? You're a McDonald's employee. You do something wrong. I hate McDonald's employee. McDonald's service is terrible, right? Now, you've redefined a little bit of what they think about that company or that whatever, right? And it, Christians are all the same, right? You, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. It's almost like, no, I was going to say, the 11th commandment, because it's that certain. No, it's, that's terrible. But, um, you'll always find, right, the guy with the Jesus fish on the back of his bumper is always the one with the worst road rage, right? And now you're like... Man, Christians, they're hypocrites and um, because that guy has redefined just a little bit who's watching there in traffic also like Christians have road rage. They're hypocrites because they have a Jesus fish, right? We always, whenever we put a label on ourselves, I am fill in the blank. I am a worker at McDonald's. I am a Christian. I am a whatever. I'm an American. And now whenever you act a certain way, people see you and now they have a, stand, they have a redefinition just slightly of those type of people. Whether you like it or not, people watch you. And if the person watching is you have the same group, and they're watching you, and they respect you, they're going to do what you do. And so I think I've probably told this story before because it's so, it's really cute. Um, Tobiah Jesh, uh, a little boy that used to go to church here, if you guys don't know, Tobiah Jesh of the Jesh family. Um, his parents used to be pastors here, Isaiah and Malia. And Tobiah's awesome, he's four, um, just about to be five, and he, anytime Sarah and I would go over for dinner, we would pray before our meals with him, and it was awesome, because he would, Isaiah would be praying, and Tobiah would be, yes, yes, Lord, yes, 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 and, and Malia would be like, that's my little Pentecostal, and, um, uh, I mean, but he was watching his parents. They're Christians, I'm a Christian, so I'm going to watch. And, and he, he kind of, he used them as an example, right? My little brother, and um, it's pretty awesome. And it was going to grow out of it, and then it's going gonna, it's gonna to crush me a little bit. But um, my brother, it, he's almost, what is he, 10? 9, 10? Um, Sarah's nodding her head, yes. So it's one of those two. Um, but he, <laughs> anytime Sarah and I will travel back to KC, see my family, if we spend the night with my side of the family that night, um, most of the time, my brother... Nine, Nathan will, will call Sarah and I over to the couch, and he wants to uh, preach to us because he knows I'm a preacher. And so he, uh, he'll sit us down on the couch. He'll pull out his music stand and uh, pull it up, you know, and put his Bible down. I want to talk to you today about it. It's like I, I don't know if he's listening to my podcast or what, but, um, but uh, he sees and he, and he wants to be like that. And, uh, and so it would be pretty cool if he doesn't ever grow out of that, but uh, if he does, you know, it's okay. Um, we're examples whether we like it or not. People watch us. They see how we act. They see what we do. And there's really no getting away from that. That's just, that's just a reality in our lives. But it's pretty amazing that Paul invites it. Paul invites people to see him and use him as an example of who he is. I'm a Christian. So use me an example. If you read Philippians 3, he, he, he talks um, about how he, he wants people to be uh, looking at him, at how he lives his Christian life, how he abstains from evil, how he, he's able to uh, not live um, in, in wickedness, and, and he fights off sin. And so he, he says, watch me, of how Christians should abstain from evil. So he invites people to watch him. 
He invites people, um, uh, I think it's 1 Thessalonians, Thessalonians 5, um, 1 Corinthians 11.1. 1. He's talking about loving um, the non-believer to be able to witness to, to be able to um, share your love with Jesus, love of Jesus Christ with these people. And he's like, imitate me when you do that. Just do what I do. So he's like inviting these people to watch him. And, uh, and I don't know, I think it's pretty amazing. Use me as an example. He says it all throughout scripture. It makes me kind of wonder, can I or can any of us really say that same thing? Use me as an example. See the way I live as a Christian life. And uh, Christians, follow my example. Follow the way that I serve. Follow the way that I give. Follow the way that I'm sacrificial. Right? Use me as an example. Imitate the way that I do this or do that. Um, it's pretty amazing. But he says, I invite it. I want you guys to see me as an example. Um, but then he goes a step further. Not only do I want you to see me as an example that you should imitate, but he also says specifically for work, my work ethic. Imitate me here, imitate me there, do what I do here, and also imitate the way that I work, my work ethic. How passionately I work, how strongly I work. I want you, Christian, to work as hard as I work. Use me as an example. He says, we're not idle when we're with you, nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. On the contrary, we worked night and day, laboring and toiling, so that we would not be a burden to any of you. I want to be that example for you guys. That's, that's what Paul's saying. And I, so next week we're going to be talking about the Sabbath, right? About resting, um, about trusting God to be our strength. And we're not going to put all the um, expectation on ourselves, right? So there's this, this rest. And I think that one's probably my, my biggest struggle. Um, because if any of you guys are like me, that you're kind of obsessive, with what you have to do, if you're if you play a sport, it's like that's all you can think about. You're obsessive about your sport. Or you're you're the person um, that is like Sarah. Your schoolwork, it's like I can't stop thinking about it. I got get this project done. Um, you're obsessive about your schoolwork. Whatever it is, if you're kind of in that boat with Sarah and I, um, it's almost like you know workaholics, right? You've ever heard that term? What, whatever you're doing, you're just obsessed with doing that. Uh, next week is totally for you, and how you can just be dependent on, on God ultimately in your work and not dependent upon yourself. But this week, this week, Paul's talking about how maybe you can rest too much. That, yeah, when, when the Sabbath is happening, man, you rest. You relax. You get that out of your mind, your work, your responsibilities. You get it out of your mind. But when you are done with your Sabbath, you work, and you work hard. Work night and day, right? So Paul, whenever he's saying, um, I work night and day, he definitely took a Sabbath. He, he rested. But when he wasn't on his Sabbath, man, he was working hard. He was working hard. And so he said, I want you to imitate me in the way that I work. Uh, track with me here on this because I really think this is important. If working is worship, which we talked about it last week, it is. Working is worship to God. I'm going to use the abilities and the strengths and the, whatever God's given me. I'm going to do it because he's already worked for me. He's already done for me. He's given to me. So now everything that he's given me, I'm going to give back to him. Working is worship. If working is worship, then when people see how hard you work, they also see how serious you take serving your God. Let me say that again. If working is worship, which it is, then when people see how hard you work, they also see how serious you take, you take serving God. You can also flip that, vice versa, right? If they see how hard you don't work, they also see how not serious you take serving God. Because working is worship to your God. 
So he says, imitate me. Use me as an example of how hard you should work. And whenever you're working, you should work really, really hard. Imitate me in that way. And it's really amazing. If you go back to this, this text, verse 9 is just like one step further. Paul's like already showing off. I'm a hard worker, right? You should imitate me. But then one step further, uh, this is one way in which I do work hard. Not only do I work night and day, not only do I labor and toil, um, not only do I pay for my food whenever I need to eat it, but I work when I don't even need to work. I work whenever I don't even need to work. He says, we do this, we work hard, we toil, we labor, right? You tracking with me? I work hard and I don't rely on you. I don't make myself a burden to you, right? I take care of myself. Not because I don't have the right for your help. And this, this takes a little context. I think you can kind of skim past this really quick. And so track with me here. This is really important. It's really cool too. Uh, back in the ancient church, and it should be, it's the reality in this church today too, it should be at least, that the church takes care of one another. The church should take care of one another. We should, we should be there for one another, right? You read in Scripture, whenever somebody's crying, you, you weep with them. Whenever they're celebrating and there's something to celebrate for, you celebrate together, right? Well, people were taking advantage of that reality in the Thessalonian church. In Thessalonica, there were Christians that were, this is why he's writing this, right? He's just not like, what should I write these guys? Work hard. Um, and so, I mean, like, no, there's a, there's a reality going on in this church that Paul wants to write to. And one of it's that there's a bunch of lazy Christians in Thessalonica. And why is that? Well, there's a couple reasons. One, because they thought, well, God's going to come back, second coming, um, and like next week. And so we, maybe he already has. They thought, they thought maybe Jesus has already come back. Trumpets have already sounded. We missed it. We didn't get the invite. Um, he's like, no, no, it's not come yet. Um, and they're like, okay, well, it's coming really soon. And so they're like, well, why invest in, in the world, right? Why should I care about working in society, right? Because God's coming soon. Um, so that was one part why they didn't work, why there was lazy Christians, they weren't invested in working. Uh, but the second reason was because people were taking advantage that, of the church, that the church would take care of them. The church, you can see in Acts chapter 6, uh, the church regularly served people. They gave out food regularly to give to the hungry, to give to the widows, to give to the poor. They would constantly give out food. And so there were lazy Christians that were like, you know what, they're going to take care of me. And so they were taking advantage of the service of the church. Because that's what the church is supposed to do. The church is supposed to take care of people. Especially, though, the teachers of the church. The, the leaders of the church. The people that were preaching, the people that were teaching, the people that were leading the churches. These people especially were taken care of. Okay? That's Paul. Paul was supposed to be taking care of the church. And so he said, I work hard. I am not a burden to you. I labor. I work night and day. Not because I don't have the right. Because I definitely have the right to sit back, recline, and have you serve me hand and foot. I have that right. I totally can. I have that right. If I wanted to, I could, and you could serve me night and day. That's what he's saying. He's, I'm, not, I'm not working hard because I don't have the right to expect you guys to serve me, because I definitely have the right. Paul worked hard, but he even worked hard when he didn't even need to. Paul worked hard whenever he didn't even need to. And that is an example to us. Christ, Jesus Christ is a, an, an amazing example for this too. If you look at um, John chapter 13, he's having the, the Passover. With the, you guys know this scene. I know a lot of you guys do. Uh, Jesus is sitting down with his 12 best friends. And he gets down, okay? Track with me here. Jesus Christ, the, the man, 
that he's God himself that was there whenever the universe was created, right? He gets down on, on his knees, takes off his robe, wraps a towel around his waist, and he begins scrubbing his, his students' feet, his 12 best friends. He's the teacher, he's the rabbi, and they're the students. And he gets down and he starts rubbing their feet, and they're like, what in the world are you doing? What in the world are you doing? Don't do that. Peter especially, this is John 13, Peter especially is like, don't, you do, don't, don't do that. That's a servant's job. It's a servant's job. I don't want you to do that. And, and it was true. At that time, a servant was only supposed to do that. The, the students weren't even required to wash people's feet, to get down. And, I mean, these grown men walking around barefoot, maybe have some sandals on, but there's dirt, right? And it's just it's nasty. But this, the students, the, the, the disciples, they weren't even expected to wash feet. That it, The servants were. And so to go up two tiers, not only the disciples, but now the rabbi, the teacher, the holy man in the room, the, the man that everyone, right, they bow before Jesus. And he gets down, and he starts wiping off the dirt of people's feet. How crazy is that? Jesus Christ is a perfect example of working when you really don't even need to. There's no requirement of him to do it, yet he did it because he loved them so, so deeply. I think that's really pretty amazing. I, I want others to see everything that I do. To kind of really sum all this up, okay, to sum everything that I'm saying up here, this is it. I want everybody to see me as an example of how Christians ought to live. I'm, very, I'm definitely far off from it. I'm far off from it, but I want everybody to see what I do and see that's how a Christian should live, and work is no different. I want my work to be an example, working hard at what I do as an example of how Christians should work. As worshiping God. I, God has given me all this, now I'm going to give back to him. I'm going to put effort into the opportunities he's given me. He's given me the opportunity to work here, to, to go to school here. He's given me the skills, the abilities that I'm now going to work at. He's given me that, so I'm going to give back to him. I'm going to use those. I'm not going to put them to waste. I'm worshiping God. I want people to see all that I'm doing and say, man, he's working hard. And for me to be an example of what it means to be a Christian working, putting effort into things. And ultimately, I'd like for Christians to see how I do it and say, man, I want to work like him. I want to put effort into things that I'm doing like him. I want to be an example of how hard I work. I want my work to be a witness to nonbelievers. That Christians worked hard as worship to God. And I want my work to be an example to other, to, to you guys. I'm working hard. Whatever I'm doing. Because I'm worshiping God and I want you guys to worship God in the same way that I am. Working hard at what you're doing. I want to be an example to other Christians. We're going to go into, uh, into the, the time of, uh, just like we do every service. If, if you're new here, this is, this, this is what we're going to do. So if everyone would stand up and... Um, Spread out. You can spread out anywhere you want in the room. So now the front isn't the focal place. The lights are off. Now literally the whole room is all equal. Okay, you don't, you don't have to be looking that way. You don't have to look that way, that way, that way. You can look anywhere you want. We're going to go into this time of worship. But I think really the question here, I think question worth asking here is, is what I do, is the work that I put effort towards, does it really matter? Does it matter if I really work hard in algebra? I mean, come on, honestly, does it, work, does it matter 
much effort I put in fill in the blank. So we do a lot of things. Do I really have to put effort into everything? Does it matter? I'd say yes. Emphatically, yes. Ultimately, one, because you're worshiping God when you're, you're putting effort towards everything that he's given you. But then also, because you are an example to other people of what it means to work hard. I want to see Christ sacrifice to me. He would die for me. And I want to say, man, I want to do everything for you. I want to worship you. You've, you've given me everything, including life for eternity with you, for dying on the cross for me. So now I want to just do everything. I want to invest all that I have just to be working for you. And I want to be that example for how Christians ought to also look at me and say, man, I want to do that too. I want, I want to do that too. And I want non-Christians to see me and say, man, look at that. That guy's taking his faith seriously, even investing in what he does in algebra. Sarah's grandparents are probably uh, one of the hardest working people we know. They're extremely hardworking. They live back in Kansas City. And I don't think it's because of the work that they do. I mean, they're, I don't know how old they are. They're, they're pretty old. Um, and he's out mowing. Wayne is mowing. Um, really hot days. But really, it's the, if you look at the work that, that they do, it's not like, man, that's amazing. That's so impressive. I mean, they're handing out bulletins, right? They're, they're stacking chairs in the church. They're, they're serving people in so many different ways. Um, if you would say that your work, whatever you're doing is kind of monotonous, maybe meaningless, um, it's stacking chairs equivalent, right? Handing out bulletins equivalent. Working in an office, doing finances. Wayne and Ruth are no different. Sarah's grandparents are no different, but they're so respected as hardworking people that love Jesus Christ. They love God because what they do isn't all that impressive, but they do it so passionately. They do it so wholeheartedly because they want to serve God, and ultimately they, they just want to love him and what they're doing, and they also want to serve other people because they love other people, because they have a heart for people just like Christ does. They're respected as hardworking people, not because they are handing out bulletins, because they do it wholeheartedly, passionately. And so I would say, yes, whatever you're doing, whatever you can put effort towards, it matters. And it's an example because people are watching you. And they're seeing how you live day in and day out. All of us, if you say you're a Christian, you have that little bumper sticker. <laughs> it's just what you're going to do when people are watching you. And you're kind of redefining just a little bit about what Christianity looks like in their minds. We work hard because we want to serve God and we want to serve other people because we love them. We hope you enjoyed this sermon. If you're not already a part of the AT family, we invite you to join us on Wednesday nights. For more information, visit etchurch.org. Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you soon.